Tanya for the ninth of Adar refers to the story. The Rebbe of Kotsk <coughs> at one point lived in seclusion and this seclusion lasted for 20 years in which he didn't see his um, students and followers and Hasidim and he just locked himself up and, and no one was able to access him. One of his more famous of his students was a, was a great tzaddik by the name of Rebbe Yechiel Meir. And this Rebbe Yechiel Meir once t- one time approached the door of the Kotzke Rebbe, and he took the liberty and began smashing on the door. It was Purim. And the Kotzke Rebbe came to the door and asked him, what's going on? Why are you smashing on the door? So he replied, Yechiel Meir told, told his Rebbe, he said like this, he said, in Shulchan Aruch it's written that on Purim, whoever stretches out their, their hands for tzedakah, for, for, you know, for money, you give it to them. So he, he told his Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, I have no clothes, and um, teach me. He was saying, like, you know, I need, I need a Rebbe, I need someone to teach me. So the Kotzke Rebbe said, if that's the case, then come in. And the Rechiel <coughs> Meir entered the room, and the two Tzaddikim spent hours together. And from that point onwards, the Chassidim in Kotzk realized that Rechiel Meir was someone special. They, until then, I guess they hadn't, they hadn't realized just how special he was. At that point, they realized now that the, the Kotzke Rebbe led him into the room, that he was special. Chapter 32 is one of the most famous chapters of the Tanya, if not maybe possibly the most famous chapter of the Tanya. It, very interestingly enough, is it's many times learnt alone, without the context of chapter 31. A lot of it um, is required. A lot of chapter 31 is required to, to understand in order to understand chapter 32. In fact, Dalton introduces it that way. But one just interesting note before we explain to give the history of chapter 31 first. The, the history of chapter 32 is it wasn't originally part of the Tanya. Later on, the Alter Eber added it to the Tanya itself, but it wasn't initially a part of that. It, interesting, interestingly enough, it's, it's among the other sections, the only cha- the, um, chapter to be added, but among the sections, all the different things that were added in later all deal with love of, of your fellow Jew. So it's, it almost seems like a theme that Altareb added many sections of the Tanya. He realized that people you know, wouldn't be able to understand on their own or maybe it was really important that people reinforce this idea, the idea of loving a fellow person, loving, you know, loving a fellow Jew. And he put into the Tanya many sections, all that reinforced that point. So people realize, yeah, the Tanya is not just about a connection between you and God, it also has to translate into a connection between a person and his, and his fellow. Chapter 31 talks about the, you know, this, this relationship that a person has with his animalistic soul, the fact that he himself is a soul, the fact that he himself is the animalistic soul, and the fact that the animalistic soul hides over the godly soul, and that a person, though he might be the animalistic soul, he needs to focus on what's important, and that's the godly soul that's been covered over, and not focus on the unimportant, the body and the soul. And yes, the body and the animalistic soul. And yes, it's not all bad news. In fact, it might even be good news because the soul is able to elevate the body. And nonetheless, the focus of a person's life is on the godly soul and letting the godly soul express itself. And with that introduction, now we can understand chapter 32 a little bit. Based on the things we mentioned earlier, 
Chapter 31. That the body should be disgusting and despicable in the person's eyes. The only joy he should have is from the soul itself. This is a way to easily come to the midst of loving your fellow Jew. To every single person, whether they're great or whether they're very small. How does it work? How could you have Avzi Shol just using this principle about the body being disgusting and the soul being wonderful? Because after, once you appreciate that the body is insignificant, when you appreciate that this, the, the body is, in, is disgusting and the soul is so high and so pure in its original source, all of us are equal in that respect. Every person has a godly soul, and that godly soul is coming from a source that's so unbelievably high, and all of them are brothers to each other, because the father of our souls is Hashem. So, in that respect, we're fully brothers to every other person. That's the reason why we call all the Jewish people brothers, when you know people at best, you know, 13th, 14th, 15th cousins distance away from each other, nonetheless we're called brothers, because our souls are brothers to each other. So, in regards to the the souls, we're brothers. We're all coming from the same source. The soul, the godly soul, comes from God. And but the, what what separates us? Just our bodies. But we just established the bodies don't matter. Bodies are insignificant and disgusting, filthy things that get in the the highest the light of God. In the case of Benim and, and Rishayim, so. The bodies don't matter. The only thing that really matters is the soul. And then the souls come from the same location. So just making that simple calculation, you realize that every single person, no matter how great, no matter how, how, how ungreat, they're absolutely bonded with each other. But and therefore, so how does this actually make a difference in, in a person's life? So if a person is having a relationship with someone else and they say, well, my, my relationship with you is based on the body. You know, for example, um, you make me feel very good. You say things that make me feel very good. Or you're very beautiful. Or you have lots of money. Or whatever it is. All of that is dependent on something. It can't last. Only so long as that other factor exists, then that love can, can last. What if you outgrow it? Or what if that person loses it? At that point, the love is done. So the only real true love is where it's not actually dependent on the body, and therefore it's not dependent on anything that can be controlled or anything that's controllable. If you say it's based on the soul, well, the soul doesn't change. The soul's always there, and therefore you can always love that person. And Hillel is very famous um, for, for his, fam- his famous love of a fellow Jew, and he said... That when it comes to Torah, the main mitzvah is loving your fellow Jew. Everything else is an explanation on that. How can you possibly say that? Well, the principle of loving your fellow Jew is that the body is insignificant and the soul is the main focus of our, the main thrust of our uh, enthusiasm. If that's the case, well, that, that literally is the summation of how a person can be successful. 
The point of Torah is to take the person's soul and make it the most important thing, the thing that the root and source of the world, and to make it your focus and your 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 driving force in this world. And to draw down this light, and as Alter is going to mention later on. In the, in the, in the, in the Tanya, in the first book of the Tanya, chapter 41, the author is going to talk about this incredible ability that we have to draw, to, when doing mitzvahs, to draw down this energy, not just on ourselves and our person in the world, but also the source of all the Jewish people. And to create this bond with God. So, and the, when does this most effectively happen? When does Hashem's energy come and draw itself down on all the Jewish people? When there isn't fragmentation, when there's fragmentation, when people are separate, when they're focusing on their bodies and not focusing on the souls. In that case, there's going to be a, a not, Hashem's Energy is unable to come down in the in the most truthful, real way. Like we even say in Davening itself, the same principle. We say, Hashem, bless, bless us as we all are one. When we have this unity, that's when we get the greatest blessings of God. And that unity is something we need to strive for and something we need to work towards. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya Solution. I know I have my shoulder on the self of the Sarah Sef Shmuel the Nail Kamanion of Fushlem for Amanacham Shipsia Step Terminus from Circle of Kaimish Bakhtavel Lauter Liba. This will land in number 8 and runs to the Fushlem. Have a wonderful and very successful day and thank you so much for joining.